Yo, yo, what's happening? Back for more pain, are you? <laughs> well, I love it when I'm wrong, and I was wrong about William Shatner. Bozo sent him into space, and the man came back alive and well. Not sure if you guys caught what he had to say when he stepped out of the pod. This is a man who really just truly appreciates a trip like that, the experience. He said, you're shrouded in blue for like 62 miles. Then suddenly everything just goes black. And he equated the, the black of space to death. And then you look down, you see earth, and that's life. And then it needs to be nurtured. Pretty prophetic. He's a tough old dude. Even passed on the celebratory champagne they were offering. Bezos' girlfriend, uh, Lauren Sanchez, still dresses like a whore. She was hot shit on the news out here for years. When I found out she was the one that he was having an affair with while he was still married, it didn't surprise me at all. She just fits the bill. I'm sure she's a nice person, though. <laughs> Couldn't even keep a straight face and I'm alone. <laughs> and Mark and I rode the Santa Ana River Trail to the coast on Saturday. We wanted to see what kind of damage the oil spill had done. And man, it was just a sad ride. The river's normally flowing nicely, right? It's a, like a, a beautiful uh, blue-green color. It's clear in some shallow areas. Got fish jumping out of the water. Lots of waterfowl all over the place. Well, I guess those were the days. Now the water's still dark brown and murky, stagnant. No sea life outside of some egrets are just standing on the rocks, staring into the water like, you know, they look confused. They've got these dark brown oil stains on their bellies. And the river smelled like the Arizona Memorial at Pearl Harbor. It was jacked. By the time we reached the beach, we saw that these crews had built giant sand walls along the coast to keep the water from the ocean entering the river. And that explained why the water was still and stagnant. And that lane of ships waiting to get to Long Beach Harbor, it's even longer now. It's a royal mess. So I don't think I want to go back there and see that for a while. It's just a sad sight. It was almost so beautiful. Like that bike path was lined with homeless camps for the longest time. It was a dirty ride. Then they moved the homeless out of there. It became beautiful again. And that lasted a few years. Now, the most beautiful part of it is the worst part of it. It's like, it's like riding your bike through the Bronx. And I didn't want the show to run too long last week. And my story about shooting my first model was getting a little off topic. But there was more to that story. I just needed to explain how it related to me not being interested as much in academics. More than me just wanting to become a photographer in college. But that girl, and I can't remember her name. I can't even really remember what she looked like. Just She was a blonde girl. She started hanging out with me in the newsroom. She'd just pop in periodically, say hello, and talk for a while. So Drew, who was a friend of mine, he wrote a music review column for our paper. It was called Drew's Beat. It was a great name. The logo had a set of drums. So Drew starts talking to her. Now, Drew and I were friends, okay? He threw parties at his house a lot. And he and I got along really great. So Drew, you should know, was a man whore. Like, this dude had game. He'd have slept his way through the newsroom if he could. So he leaves with her that day. No big deal, right? Drew had already slept with one of the girls on staff. 
that I had a major crush on. But I didn't hold it against him or her, you know, because I wasn't brave enough to tell her that I liked her. Anyway, about a week later, I find out that Drew slept with this girl. And I was like, dude, I am such a fucking loser. If I had his confidence, things would have been so much different for me back then. That dude could tap ass. In that one year I knew him, he busted more nuts than a squirrel in the fall. I'm serious. I thought about him later in life. I was convinced that eventually his dick was just going to fall off one day, you know? Drew's beat. What a great, that was a great year. Also, I did the most annoying thing the other day, by accident. You know, in college football, they set the schedules way in advance. They have no idea how these teams are going to be ranked when they match up against each other. So last Saturday, number three Iowa faces number four Penn State. Meanwhile, Ohio State, same conference, they get a punching bag of a team to play, and they destroy them. And Ohio State was ranked seventh. So a loss to Penn State would put Iowa maybe just above Ohio State in the rankings, like a traffic jam for the Big Ten. So I messaged Dave, who was alumni at Iowa, about how unfair this is. And Dave messages back with a one-word reply. So a few minutes later, I send another message. And he replies back with like two words. It's unlike him, but I figured, you know what? should leave him alone. He's really into the game. So after the game's over, Iowa won, by the way, he sends me a picture of the field with fans all over the place, like a sea of yellow. Now I get it. He was at the game, and I'm being a pesky little bitch sending these long messages, right? Had I known he was there, I'd have never messaged him. I hate that shit. If I'm golfing or if I'm busy with something, I don't want to be bothered. You can send me a text, but I'm not going to answer until much later. I just felt like a shit for doing that to him. It's like that joke about taking a shower. Now, I can't remember who told it. It was either Carlin or Seinfeld. He said the shower is the one place where no one can get a hold of you. You know, someone calls for you. Oh, he can't talk. He's in the shower. And everyone gets that, you know. If there's one single refuge where no one can get to you, it's the shower. And maybe that's why kids take such long showers, you know, don't want to be bothered. Speaking of kids, hey, you know, we were stupid when we were kids, right? We did a lot of stupid crap. But that's what kids do. Stupid shit. It's like it's our job or a rite of passage to do crazy shit when you're young. But what's going on now, and I know I'm going to sound like an angry old man when I say this, what's happening these days with these TikTok challenges, that shit is out of hand. And they seem to get worse and worse. They had a milk crate challenge where you had to stack milk crates and see how high you could climb up like stairs until you finally fell down and broke bones and shit. Then they had a coronavirus challenge. The kids were licking toilet seats and getting herpes and all kinds of other bullshit in their mouth. Then you had a Tide Pod challenge. Kids were actually eating Tide Pods. You know, then their parents were calling poison centers. Kids were getting their stomachs pumped. This latest one, I think, it's taken it way too far. And it needs to be the swan song for TikTok. The slap your teacher challenge. Have you heard of this one? Kids are having their friends record them as they go up to their teachers and slap them across the face. 
And teachers are getting hurt too, which is bullshit. This is basically an assault and battery challenge. It's fucked up because the teachers can't slap back. They'll lose their jobs, go to jail. And before I go further, because I'm going to go further, I can tell you with 100% certainty that my kids would never be doing this. Because my late wife and I, along with her father, raised them, we raised them right, all right? Principles with empathy. If they ever did something like this, not only would I be sitting with them in family counseling, I'd be questioning where we all went wrong. Not a single one of my friends or any member of my family raised a kid that would do something like this. This is where I draw the line in the sand when it comes to parenting. You show me a teenager doing this shit on TikTok, I'll show you a set of parents who have failed at their job. You look how we were raised. We never would have done something like this when we were kids. Used to get the paddle just for speaking out of turn or stepping on the sidewalk outside of campus during school hours. Wouldn't even think of it. And those kids who did get in fights with teachers back then, they came from broken homes or parents who failed at raising their child. I'll say this, in all fairness, a lot of these kids attempting this challenge, they're getting arrested, suspended, or disciplined in some way. But you know, there are some spoiled little rich fucks whose daddy has deep pockets and a lot of influence, and they're more than likely just skating by with a warning. Now you can blame that everyone gets a trophy idealist for this. Every kid is precious. Every kid is special. Hey, newsflash, no they're not. Some kids are just fucking rotten. You might praise your little Johnny every time he takes a shit in your front yard. But at school, he's a fucking punk. He needs his ass knocked out. Get that on your TikTok. Watch that challenge come to a screeching halt. I mean, how dumb are these sniffling little shits these people are raising? They're eating laundry detergent, licking toilet bowl seats, assaulting their teachers. For what? For likes? For attention? Dude, maybe pay attention to your kid. Otherwise, they're going to have herpes sores all over their mouths, health issues, internal bleeding, right? A criminal record before they're even out of high school. I told you I was going to sound like an angry old guy. I don't give a shit. This is ridiculous. In my high school, the worst thing I saw done was a bunch of football players from my senior year. They used to torment our history teacher. Well, they found out where she lived. Then they toilet papered her house. Now, that's not only a very, not a very nice thing to do, right? But they were dumb jocks. So, of course, they, they got found out easily. And they had to go back there and clean it up. They served detention. But, of course, still got to play in the football game because, hey, it is Arkansas. But painting a tree with bog roll, that's a far cry from putting your hands on an adult. Knowing that they're not going to punch back. I'm not advocating hitting kids. Ever. Okay. But could you imagine if schools passed these regulations where there was equal retribution for physical abuse of staff? Watch that challenge turn a page in a hurry. Slap your math teacher? Think that's funny? Fa-fangul! Wham! Math teacher slaps a taste right out of your fucking mouth. Stunat. There's another one my stepdaughter told me about. Kids are filming themselves stealing stuff from school. And they'll steal anything. Supplies, printer paper, books. But the worst, there are these kids that take it way too far. They're stealing toilets from the bathroom, apparently. They bring a wrench to school 
they'll take the toilet off its mouths and then walk out the door with it. And you wonder what got us here. Somehow, the way we were raised didn't work if you ask some of the people from our generation. So they're trying a new tact. Now everyone has to handle these kids with kid gloves. Have to watch what we say. Use the proper pronouns. Give an incomplete grade instead of an F. Because F's apparently have too many negative connotations. But these kids get to assault their teachers for, for recreation? For likes and views? These teachers, that not only giving them an education for free, but providing free child care because the parents certainly don't want to do it. And for the record, I'd have been saying this shit when I was 40. Maybe I was old then too. I just remember that we had more respect for teachers and ourselves, really. My mother would have beaten my ass raw if I did something like this. And while I'm on the subject of mobile apps, I'll tell you what I'm getting tired of. When you're scrolling through an article on a website, on your phone, and as you're scrolling, your scroll finger hits an ad and it jumps to either another web page or opens the app store. So now you have to be careful where you put your scroll finger. Does this happen to you guys? It's happened to me even on my iPad. And I wonder if they're doing this on purpose. I'll be in the middle of reading something. Next thing I know, my browser's opening a new tab, right? Got to close that, then return to the article. These in-article ads, look, I know they're trying to get as many ad placements as possible in these articles. You got to make money. But an incidental hit, yeah, that makes me not return. Damn, I'm bitchy this morning. Listen to me. Today is National Coming Out Day, and among those coming out, Superman's son. DC Comics announced that in the new issue of The Superman, John Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, comes out as bisexual. Kent, known as the Superman of Earth, is taking after his father in at least one regard. He has also become romantically involved with a reporter, though in his case, it's a man. <laughs> oh, man. Did you hear that? That is the sound of fundamentalist Christians heads exploding. I can't even imagine what kind of hateful bullshit is going to be coming out of their mouths once this thing hits the bookshelves. And don't tell me you're surprised either. You know how many rumors were floating around that Batman and Robin had a secret thing going on all those years? Alone together in that bat cave, plotting their next move? It's late night strategy sessions. And it's cold down there in that cave. So they got to warm each other up. Hey, look, not my cup of tea, but you do you, superheroes. Dude, it was just a matter of time, man. If they were ever going to make it, take a chance with that comic, that time is now. I'll be honest, I had no idea they were still making that comic. I thought it was all movies and cartoons now, or anime, whatever they're calling it. But look at the guys who played Superman. George Reeves, look at his picture. That dude could have swung both ways. Look at him. Christopher Reeve, same thing. Superman always had some homoerotic shit going on in those comics. Motherfuckers flying around in a skin-tight suit with their muscles ripping through the spandex. Big fucking package bulging through his underpants. You think gay men aren't noticing that shit? All it takes one to take a chance and make a pass on a whim and whammo. Superman's swinging both ways. I miss my mother, but I am so happy she's not around to see how accepting society has become. 
I wouldn't want to have to listen to her. She'd be losing her shit. I think it's great. You have to stick with the times, man. And true Superman fans, they're not going to give a shit about this. His son is by, big deal, it happens. Why not to him? Like, imagine the storylines with this. Another man's penis is his son's kryptonite. Right on, DC Comics. Take chances, man. You pick the right time. I just hope they do it right. Like he tells his parents, and they accept him. They're not dicks about it. Because that part sucks the most. First gay friend I had, I was in college. He was my girlfriend's best friend in high school. He was a great dude. Hilarious. Really funny. Sweetheart of a guy. I loved hanging out with him. I got close enough to him one day. I I asked him how his parents took it when he told him. He said he had to be it had to be painfully obvious to them that he was gay. But when he got up the courage to tell him, it went over like a lead balloon. His mother was a bit more accepting, but his father was this old school guy, so she had to go along with that, and it broke his heart. Where did we go wrong? What kind of bullshit is that? He's a good son to you. He didn't go wrong. He's wired differently than you are, that's all. Grow up. But this was the early 80s too, right? So age was just getting its feet wet. It was a scary time to be gay. But that's always been the thing that I've asked, you know, once I meet new gay friends, how their parents took it. Because I would think that's got to be the hardest thing to do. And I'll be honest, most are fine with it. If not at first, they get that way over time. It's your kid, you know. You'll love them unconditionally. But hey, getting back to the comic book. Look, we got to be fair here, okay? Wonder Woman has to be next. <laughs> like, I'm not into comic books, but I'll buy that issue. Got to level the playing field, man. Represent. Well, there's a lot going on in sports lately. But the big story out of the NFL this week was John Gruden stepping down as Raiders head coach. These emails surfaced, proving that he used uh, racial slurs and anti-gay language while working as an analyst for ESPN. The NFL started reviewing its discipline options on him last week. These emails started surfacing. There was a New York Times article where he went after Demora Smith, who was the director of the Players Association. He said all kinds of nasty shit made comments about the size of his lips and stuff. Then he goes after the commissioner, Roger Goodell. Called him a clueless anti-football pussy. Called him a faggot. He didn't stop there either. I guess he said that the commissioner was pressuring the LA Rams to draft Michael Sam in 2014, and he didn't think that that was right. Michael Sam had come out as homosexual before the draft, which was very brave. So Gruden said the head coach of the Rams shouldn't be pressured to draft queers. Gruden's a, like he's a good coach. I wouldn't call him great, but he's good. But since he took over, the Raiders are 22-31. and 31. They've never been to the playoffs in that time. They've been under 500 every season. But still, this guy gets the respect of his players. And he knows the game very well. But this kind of shit? Forget about football for a second. That just makes you a shitty human being. And let's not kid ourselves either. This kind of talk goes on all the time. Not just in football. Or not not even just in sports. People at some point in their lives have said some racist or sexist shit or homophobic stuff. 
What's the difference between them and Gruden? Gruden was dumb enough to put it in an email. Now, you got to be careful what you post on social media, what you write in emails, what you see on radio shows or podcasts. Use hate speech. It'll come right back to bite you in your bigoted ass. And there's no statute of limitations on this stuff either. If you said it, they're going to go back and find it. And then you got to explain yourself. And these days, in this social climate, there is no explaining your way out of it. You're getting your head chopped off for this. Gruden's not going to work in football again. Forget any TV gigs, nothing. I think he was making $10 million a year. I hope he saved his money. And I'm sorry. Never meant to hurt anyone. Okay, how on earth would anything you said hurt anyone? Imagine if Charles Manson said that shit on the stand. Sorry, never meant to hurt anyone. Yeah, that's okay, Charles, we understand. How are you to know that stabbing someone in the stomach 28 times was going to cause someone to bleed out? You're free to go. It's cool. It's the same shit every time one of these yohos gets caught. I don't have a racist bone in my body. Sure. Making fun of someone's big lips, using the N-word, disparaging jokes, none of that is racist. Gruden and Bruce Allen, who's the president of the Washington Redskins at the time, they were exchanging emails with these nude photos of two Washington cheerleaders. They think the photos were taken at a beach shoot. They flew out to Costa Rica or something, and they forced these cheerleaders, when they landed at the airport, to hand over their passports. They made them take nude photos, and then they invited sponsors and uh, major suite holders to attend the photo shoot. (laughs) But hey, you're not sexist either, I imagine. I'm not saying this shit doesn't happen a lot. Just don't be dumb enough to leave a footprint, dumb jock. This dude left a seven-year trail of sexist, homophobic, and racist talk for these guys to find and throw back at his face. Imagine how much more of this shit is out there, undocumented. And I'm not defending Chucky, okay? Don't get me wrong. The guy was an asshole. Ex-players now are coming out of the woodwork, saying what a putz this guy was. I'm saying this isn't isolated. This is happening elsewhere. You're just not hearing about it. Like, I can't prove it, but I'd imagine Jerry Jones, who owns the Cowboys. This guy, I think he uses the N-word behind closed doors more than David Duke. The difference is, Jones is a sharp businessman, Gruden is a dope. And then you have Kyrie Irving, one of my favorite NBA players, plays for the Nets. The Nets mandated that all players on their team get the vaccine to mitigate any risk of players getting seriously sick. We all know the drill, all right? Even if you're vaxxed, you can still catch COVID, but you have a smaller chance of ending up in the hospital for it. And being vexed increases the odds that you won't be missing too many games, which could cost the team, you know, a playoff spot. So the Nets now aren't going to let him play this year until he gets vaccinated. And still, he refuses to get the shot. But just so you know, so you know about this guy, this dude thinks that the earth is flat. So I don't need to tell you much more about how he thinks. Now, he stands not only to lose his salary, but he's going to be fined for every practice and every game he misses. So people are thinking that he might retire for a couple of years and then come back when COVID has disappeared, which I got to tell you is never going to happen because too many people think like he does. 
We're never going to be immune until the world is fully vaccinated. So he gets on Instagram the other day and he goes on a rant. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things, you know, and don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that, man. Like, like really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. Uh, people are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect, you know, and and I don't want to um, sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? What would we do? We're all vaccinated, brother. We would do the right thing. Like, do you hear of anyone getting polio these days? No. You want to know why? Because back in the days when polio was still a threat, if you were in elementary school, the polio vaccine was mandatory or you couldn't go to school. Polio killed a shit ton of people back in the old days. And that vaccine would leave this nasty scar. But we didn't have the polio problem. But we didn't live in a society where people got butt hurt because the government laid down the law and told them what to do for their own good. People used common sense back then because they saw what the polio did to people, especially kids. You know, if, if you felt uncomfortable going into the season... Uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. You know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. This this wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. And, uh, you know, I had a, a chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my, my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this, this is not part of, uh, <laughs> you know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians, and doctors. I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like I'm, I'm just a person. Hey, let me stop you there. No one's putting this on you. You're not being asked to be the poster child for anti-vaxxers. This was your decision. Last summer, They had to finish the season in a bubble. No one got to see their families for three months. There were no fans in the stands. That crowd noise was piped in. The fans were watching on Zoom. It sucked, but they played. The NBA is just trying to get things back to normal and protect players' lives and the lives of everybody else. What a selfish ass. You know, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this this is not part of... uh, (laughs) You know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians, and doctors. I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like, I'm, I'm just a person uh, who, who's being utilized as, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. <laughs> like, just hearing the way people speak so, con, you know, with so much conviction about what I should be doing with my life and, and what, you know, my teammates should be feeling about me, what the organization be feeling about me. What an arrogant son of a bitch. Listen, if you just showed up to the game and played basketball the way you play, which is incredible, you're one of the top players in the game. If you just did that and didn't take rest days like you did last year, if you just followed team orders and got the vaccine and kept your mouth shut about it, if you just did what you're being paid to do and play ball, 
No one would be talking about you outside of how good you are in the game and how talented you are. But you made yourself the news. If you don't want people to talk about you, which honestly I think this guy gets off on because you know being the center of attention seems to be his MO. If you don't want to be a news item, follow team protocol, get back in the game, play basketball, and stop saying stupid shit like you believe the earth is flat. I don't, I don't want to see you not play. I don't want to see you retire. And for the record, if the rumors start swirling around about somebody retiring, then they come out publicly and say, don't listen about that. That's not true. It's true. Happens almost every time. He does that, and he's going to squander a golden opportunity at a possible run to the finals. Ugh, athletes, man. They can certainly say and do some dumb shit. All that money doesn't buy you a brain capable of critical thinking. Ugh. Yeah, so Biden recently approved a National Indigenous Peoples Day, October 11th. Suddenly, we're reminded of all this hate towards Christopher Columbus. Now, people are really shitting on the guy. I had no idea. But a large faction of people that truly can't stand this guy, and they hate that he, he celebrated every year. I read this article. There's, I guess there's this Reddit thread dedicated to, to Columbus hate and how many guys out there who share the same name, Christopher Columbus, and how they're dealing with it. You can go Chris Columbus, but that's not going to help. People are still going to be petty and make jokes. But it got me thinking. Imagine if you were born with a name that was fine when you were a kid, but now it fucking sucks. Look how many Chuck Mansons were out there, right? Jeff Dahmer, Edward Gein, Jonathan Gacy, Theodore Bundy. And it doesn't even have to be spelled the same way. If it's pronounced like that, even if it's different, but close enough. What the hell? What do you do? You got to have your name changed right? Legally changed? What a pain in the ass. Just because some psycho who shares your name decided to go on a rampage. I guess you could go by your middle name, but as long as you share that last name, man, you're forever going to have to answer questions as to whether or not you had some crazy uncle who killed a bunch of people. That just has to suck. Hell, I had to do it. My last name used to be Spectre. <laughs> Ah, uh, I can see the Santa Ana winds, man. They're blowing out there. This is not going to end well. I'm telling you. I better get out of here. Thanks again for listening. My name is Phil. This has been a name. I'll see you next week. Oh.